Hello and welcome, my dear Heart to Heart and a Hope Kingdom family. Today we're having a funeral. We're going to bury something that should be buried and stay buried. And that is this myth, this awful doctrine that God will break you. Yah does not break you. He does not break you, beloved. You do. We do. You know how you do it? You do it by allowing fear and sin or Satan's wickedness into your heart, in your mind. We're talking about your mind, not that muscle. And by being out of the will and presence of Yah. That breaks you. That would break me. Because our Heavenly Father, He's the mender. He's the potter. He fixes what's broken. How dare they preach and teach this unrighteous, demonic message. And call it a doctrine or whatever it is. You know, I went on the internet asking the question to see what would happen. Does God break you? Just to see what I'd find. And the first thing I see is four signs God is breaking you so he can bless you. Unbelievable. And then this one, how God breaks us. You know what? I wouldn't even waste my time by reading that foolishness. This is just man's ignorance. Or a more polite way of saying saying it is man's knowledge. Or I could just get biblical with the Bible saying this is this is just sodish. <laughs> and sodish, when I looked it up, it means stupid. And a lie from the pit of hell, as far as I'm concerned. That Yah breaks you down so he can build you back up? Or you may say, the Lord or God breaks you down so he can build you back up? Now, if you're talking about the God of this world, Satan, or you're talking about the Lord of flies, Satan, oh yeah, he'll break you down, but he don't want to build you back up. Mm-mm. You can tell when I get passionate about something. My voice changes, my it goes up and down. And <laughs> ah. But this is so important, beloved. Many people stop loving or won't love the precious Father who is love because of this foolishness, this sottishness, okay? Now, our Creator and Father, Yah, is not human and does not think like frail, unrighteous human beings. He is not so insecure that He has to to make something bad happen to you or to me to make us want to come to him? That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous, it's, to me, it's blasphemous. But out of the same mouth, that teacher, that preacher, or that Christian will say, God is good, God is good all the time. God is good, Good, goodness is God. You know, all the time God is good. Well, if he will break you down, 
to, to build you, to get you to come follow him so he could bless you or to build you back up, then that's not good. That's not good all the time. We are living in the new covenant. Are you, some may say the New Testament, where our Savior, Yahusha, he who's called by most, Jesus, paid for everything, beloved. He enforced our free will. That teaching, God will break you down to build you up, as far as I'm concerned, comes straight from the pit of hell. Satan wrote that doctrine. Satan put one of his wolves in sheep's clothing, clothing to teach that, as far as I'm concerned. Who could really and truly love somebody like that? Could you really love someone who um, looks like Linda's getting too far away from me? Uh, let me break her down. Break her out, break her down, do something awful to her so she'll know that she needs me and then I'll bless her and build her back up. Can you really love someone like that? I mean, really. Oh, you can give lip service. Though he slay me, I'll yet follow him. You know? I know re religious people like to quote Job, though he slay me. I will still trust in him. Beloved, what happened to Job was during the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, before our Savior came to pay for everything. Beloved, to be away from Yah, your Creator and Father, is to be present with evil, perversion, confusion, strife, and darkness. When the scriptures say he creates evil, that's how evil is created. The absence of good, what do you have? Creates evil. You have evil. The absence of light creates what? Darkness. That's what the, that's what the scripture means. He didn't create evil. It's not written on the days of creation. And he hasn't created, created anything since the days of creation. Hallelujah. I have a message on that on, on a whole kingdom. <laughs> Remember this, beloved. The servant is not greater than the master. Our Savior went through trials while in human flesh. And so will we. That's right, while in human flesh. He was not in his, uh, what they call deity body, his supernatural body. He was in human flesh just like me and you because if he had been any other way he would have been illegal he would not be have been fit to pay our sin price it had to be a man of dirt a dirt body a humus man man of dirt a human being as i say again the servant is not greater than the master, beloved. He went through trials and tribulations in his weak, frail flesh. Just like we do. But it's not him, our father, or our savior doing it. He's not up there 
like you see in these pagan movies where Greek gods like Zeus is playing chess with Venus from heaven using people like pawns and puppets. No, not at all. We watch too many movies. We live in a fallen world, a fallen, broken world, beloved. This is what man, our ancestors, brought upon us by their sin in the Garden of Paradise, which is the Garden of Eden. Eden. Eden means paradise. And later, the children of Yah rejected him by following after pagan gods and worshiping them instead of him. Instead of worshiping Yah, thousands of years ago they did that. Can you believe it? Beloved, He, our loving Heavenly Father, Yah, whom so much most of you still call Him by the titles Lord and God, and as I said, I have to say they're pagan titles, broke His only begotten son in every terrible way you can think of so that he would not have to break you or me. Let me say that to you again. Our loving Heavenly Father, Yah, Yahuwah, you call him Yahweh, you call him Jehovah, broke his only begotten son in every terrible way you can think of so that he would not have to break you or break me. He did not want to break us. Think about that. He did not want to break us because our perfect, precious Father knew we could not have withstood his wrath and punishment that was required for our forgiveness. Yes. Remember, sin can only be forgiven by blood and by death. Something or someone has to bleed and has to die to cover sin. Think about this. In one year, over 250,000 lambs would die per year to cover the sins of Yasharal that most of you call Israel. The people, all those animals. But yet, they didn't do the job. It was just like putting a band-aid on until the true lamb of Yah came. Only one, not 250,000, and would only have to die one time, not every year. Hallelujah, hallelujah means praise you, Yah. before the birth of our precious Savior, Yahusha, Hamasiach, the Messiah, known to most as Jesus the Christ, they had to shed the blood of unspotted, unblemished lambs. They had to 
be perfect, no spot on them, as a sacrifice for their sins to be forgiven. But like I said, that was just covering them until the real thing was available. Huh. I had to say it again. The blood. The blood. Not just blood. The blood. Meaning the blood of Yah's sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. His only begotten son, Hamashiach, the anointed one, the Messiah. Yahusha, called Jesus Christ, called Yesu, called Jesu, called Jesus, even called Yeshua. He is Yahusha. Thank you, Yah. Yah, our Heavenly Father, does not break you. Let's get that etched in our brain, branded in our brain, tattoo it on your brain. Yah, Heavenly Father, does not break you. He's the potter. He fixes you. He mends broken hearts. He mends broken people. You know, beloved, even in the Garden of Paradise, known as the Garden of Eden, the father had to kill an animal and use their hide, their skin, as a covering for Adam and Kua, the woman who's called Eve. That was the first time blood was shed in this earth age. In that earth age, let's say. No, that's right. In this earth age. Did you realize that? That was the first death and bloodshed when the father had to kill one of his creations to cover the nakedness of Adam and Kua Eve after they sinned. You can even say the animal skins temporarily covered their sins because they never even knew they were naked until after they sinned. Look at all he has done for us. Look at all of the, what the Father, the great creator, the maker, the ruler of heaven and earth, the great I am. Look at all he had to do so that he wouldn't have to kill us. Yes, kill us. I told you. The only way to pay for sin is through blood and death. Somebody's got to die. Remember, always remember, sin is only forgiven by bloodshed and death. Someone or something always had to die. Now, for instance, like when I say to people, your sins are covered past, present, and future. And people, they they have a problem with uh, future sins being covered. But as I said, sin can only be covered by blood, shed, and death. <laughs> How many of you know our Savior's not coming back to bleed again 
and he's not going to die again, ever again. That was a one-time thing. So if your sins are not, your past sins are not already paid for, you're in big trouble. You might as well get pack your bag, pack a light bag, don't pack any wool clothes because it'll be it's gonna be hot in hell. <laughs> I'm, you know, I make a joke of because think about it. But that does not mean oh, I, well, you're saying whatever we do, our sins covered. No, no, no. If you don't repent and change, turn around, change your ways for that sin, you don't get that. You don't get that gift. He knows the motive of your hearts. And say, grace, well, we covered by his grace. Grace, grace is supposed to, grace will stop you from wanting the sin. Not the grace, not just, oh, it'll just take care of you when I do sin. Grace, his grace stops you from wanting to sin. Those of you who think, well, well, thank praise God for his grace to cover my sins. That's, that's, that's wrong thinking. That's wrong. It should just thinking about what he did for you. What he did for us. Oh, 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 oh what he's done for me. Oh, 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 what he's done for me. Oh, 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 what he's done for me. I never shall forget what he's done for me. Hmm. Well, but let's read uh, some scripture on the goodness of Yah. The goodness of your Heavenly Father. Let's start with Tehillim. Psalms 144, 1 through verse 2. King James Version. Baruch be Yahuwah, my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Your Bible says it this way. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. You hear what David said? He called him. He says, he's my goodness, my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield. That doesn't sound like somebody that's going to break you down. Just to say, hey, don't forget me. You need, you need to be loving me more. No. Let's keep going. Tehillim, Psalms 145.9. Also, now this one is New King James Version. Yahuwah is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Your Bible says, the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. You know, the scripture says, in his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. Let's read Psalm 16:11. ESV, English Standard Version. Ye 
you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let me read that again. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. He also gave us power. Why would someone who wants to break you down give you power? Luke, Lucas, Luke 10, 17, NLT translation, New Living Translation. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Master, your Bible says, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Did you hear that? When we use your name, not your title. When we use your name. What's the greatest love, beloved family? Do you know? There is no greater love than this. Let's go to Yahukanan, John 3.16. I know you know this. Everyone knows this verse. We'll read from the NLT translation, New Living Translation. For this is how Yah loved the world. Your Bible says this is how God loved the world. He gave his only his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Other translations say everlasting life. Same. Does that sound like somebody that would just break you down, that goes through all this trouble to do all of these good things for you, and then you're not giving me enough attention, enough attention, so I'm going to break you down. Not. He's good. He is goodness. Like he told me, when you say my goodness, you are calling on me. I am your goodness. Beloved, do you realize there's nothing good about us but him? That's the only that's the only goodness in us is him. Without him in us, there is no goodness. I don't care what people say. Well, you know, I'm a good person. No one is good. What did, what did our Savior say? Why callest thou me good, Master? There's no one good but the Father. Hmm. Now let's go to Exodus 34, 6. NKJV, New King James Version. And Yahuwah passed before him and proclaimed, Yahuwah, the Aluah Yahuwah, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Your Bible says it this way. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. You listening to this? He is goodness. He doesn't have a vain body, bone in him. He doesn't have jealousy. <laughs> they say, we say jealous spirit. When they say he has a jealous spirit, he's jealous. He meant he doesn't want you worshiping someone else instead of him. Why would the creator want you worshiping someone else who didn't create you? 
not the human jealousy. Let's read that um, same chapter and verse, Exodus 34, 6, in the NLT, New Living Translation. Yahuwah passed in front of Musha, calling out, Yahuwah, Yahuwah, the Yahuwah of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Your Bible says it this way. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Let's read a few more. First Chronicles 16, 4 in KJV. Oh, give thanks to Yahuwah, Bible says the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Do you hear that? His mercy endures forever. He's forever merciful. Someone merciful doesn't break you down. I know I keep saying it because I want you to get this. I don't want you to ever say he's breaking you down or he tell someone he just broke you down so that he can build you back up or he wants to bless you. He needs you to be quiet and be still so he can so you can hear him. So he had to slow you down. Yah forbid. Let's go to, to uh, Psalm 25.8 Tahilam 25.8 in KJV Good and upright is Yahuwah. Your Bible says the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. Who's the <laughs> Yahusha, his son, whom you call Jesus, is the way. Beloved, we were not called Christians all through the scripture until it got way in the New Testament. We were always called the way, this way of the sect. Yahusha, whom you call Jesus, was the way, and we were followers of the way. We were children of the way. Not Christians. Christians written in, in the scripture, I think, three times at most, but we're called the way over 27 times or more. Something to think about. Psalm 145, 5 through 7 in KJV. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness. You hear that? They shall utter the memory of your great goodness, and shall sing of your righteousness. Mark, Marcus, Mark 10, 18 in KJV. So, Yahusha, Bible says, so Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is Yah. The Bible says, and that is God. Ati Yahu, Matthew 7, 11, NLT. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father 
give good gifts to those who ask him? Good question. Now, would any of you parents break your children down so that they can, they can appreciate you? Do something really horrible to them? Um, uh, rig their car so they can have an accident and get hurt so they can stay home and listen to you? Of course you wouldn't do that. So what makes you think you're a better parent than our, than the parent? What makes you think you're a better father or a better mother than the father and mother? Because he is mother and father. He's both parents, all in one. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. Nahum. Let's go to Nahum. One, seven. And we're going to read this in the Amplified Bible. Yahuwah, written, the Lord is good, a strength and stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows, he recognizes, cares for, and understands fully those who take refuge and trust in him. Are you getting this? Are you falling more in love with him now? Are you seeing how you can trust him? You don't have to resent him, that you can repent and ask forgiveness for that resentment you've been holding against him that he was guilty of, he didn't deserve what you were blaming him for, and it's not your fault, that's what you were taught. By wolves in sheep clothing, by hirelings that Satan had planted in the church. Let's continue again. Tahukanan, no, not Yahukanan, Tahilam, Psalms 103, 1 through 5. We're going to read this one from the Amplified Bible. I know this is very familiar to many of you. Barak, and affectionately praise Yahuwah, O my soul. The Bible says, bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. And all that is deep within me, Barak, bless his set-apart name. Bible says, bless his holy name. Barak, bless and affectionately praise Yahuwah. Bible says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits. who forgives all your sins, listen to the benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you lavishly with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the soaring eagle. Come on now, beloved family. That's some good stuff. As my brother would say with his southern accent, that's some good reading, sis. Wayne LeVance, London. I miss you. That's some good reading, sis. These are the benefits. This is what you get from believing in love in him. He heals your, your, your diseases. Forgives your sins. Saves you from the pit of hell. Crowns you, I mean, surrounds you with loving kindness and tender mercy. And he satisfies you 
your years, your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Ooh, mm, that tastes good. That's some, that, that's some, not only some good reading, that's some good eating. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Romans 5, 8, Amplified Bible also. But Yah, Bible says, but God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Yahusha, Bible wrote, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. He didn't wait for us to get right. He died for us while we were sinning. He died for the ones that were sinning against him, murdering him. Mm. Let's go to Jacob, James 1.17, also amplified Bible. Every good thing given and perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens. That's Yah in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. You know what I mean? It says he's the same. Every good and perfect gift comes down from him. So if it's not good and if it's not perfect, <laughs> it's not from him. Continue, James 1.17. New Living Translation. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from Yah. Our Father, the Bible says from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens, he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Now let's read that in the new NKJV, New King James Version. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Some of them just, I just had to read that one a few times. That's good. Huh. Let's read that in, um, yeah, let's, let's also read it in God's Word translation. Every good, present, and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father who made the sun, moon, and stars. The Father doesn't change like the shifting shadows produced by the sun and the moon. One more time, one more person. We're going to read it in the Good News translation. We're reading James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect present comes from heaven. It comes down from Yah. Bible says, comes down from God, the creator of the heavenly lights, who does not change or cause darkness by turning. There you have it, beloved. There you have it. He is not only good to you, he is goodness. He does not break you down. I hope you got it. If you weren't, if you weren't, you couldn't believe it by the words I was speaking to you. Let his word speak to you. Okay? And I would suggest that you listen to this more than once. If you have been infected by that horrible teaching. Or if you've 
been thinking that he did the horrible thing. He gave you that sickness. He caused your marriage to fall apart, to get your attention. He caused you to get fired at that job to get your attention. Ah. You know, he told me a long time ago, tell my people, my children, stop blaming me for what I did not do. Beloved, if we can't trust him, we can't trust anybody. If he's not good to us and not good all the time, we're in trouble. Because everything with this, this world is evil. And the ones who are running this world are evil, just like their evil father. They are the workers of iniquity. They are the enemies of Yah. They are the enemies of your heavenly father. And as David said, should I not hate those that hate you? Should I not hate the workers of iniquity with perfect hatred? Yes. And I remember when I was asking the Father, you know, what's it? You say love our enemies. How are we supposed to love our enemy, love the enemy? He said, and I've said this before, this is so profound. He said, love your enemies, hate mine. Hmm. He said, what's the difference? Your enemy may talk about you, do something bad to you, steal from you, you know, lie on you. So, like, you know, your enemy that does something to hurt your character or hurt your heart, your pride. But his enemy is going to break you down. It's evil. His enemy is Satan and the workers of iniquity. He said, hate his enemy. And in, in, in Proverbs, the beginning of wisdom is to hate evil. Now, everybody knows the beginning of wisdom is the fear of Yahuwah. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But Proverbs also, and more than one time, say the beginning of wisdom is to hate evil. All right, beloved. Thank you for joining me, being here with me this, um, looks like this, about this 40 minutes this time. It's been a while since I've been uh, called to make a long podcast, but I want to put the scriptures on the same. But this is an important message. That's why it's to you, beloved multitude, heart to heart, and it's to you, Beloved chosen few, a whole kingdom. He loves you. And he wants you to know how much he loves you. That's why he put left the gift of healing. Because he loves you so you can get healed. You don't you don't have to have that sickness. He loves you. He loves us. All right, beloved. Love said. So until we meet again, y'all willing, of course, and I live to do so. Shalom. Yah's peace be with you. And remember, beloved, call him by his name. Don't just keep calling him by a title.
See you next time, beloved.